Good By the you. way, before we go live or before we start recording the actual podcast, my day got completely screwed up. I mean, here's how stupid I am. I was looking forward to starting the day, and I was gonna, uh, I was gonna go pre-ride stage three of the Colorado Classic, which is the stage that starts and finishes in Denver and goes out around uh, some climb. I forget the name of it, but um, so I'm kitted up, I'm loaded up, I got everything. I walk out to the car. The last thing I need to put on are my shoes. I'm looking everywhere. I got no bike shoes. We're in Denver. The bike shoes are in Aspen. <laughs> Idiot. Which is why a lot of cyclists make a checklist. God. And when a, I was a pull- literal when, like wipe off plastic checklist. When I was pulling out of town yesterday, I said I am forgetting something, but I'm pretty. I, I, I can't see it, and so it was my bike shoes. So I'm have you ever to- done that at a very important race? No, no. But I'm at a very different time in my life when it comes to, you know, <laughs> trying to remember helmets and shoes and, <laughs> right. and, and pumps and water bottles, you know. Right. So I, I just kind of basically just screwed off all day. Didn't even play golf. I didn't do shit. Watched a bike race. All right, let's start this podcast. All right, welcome back to the Stages Podcast. My buddy J.B. Hager, here we are at the Infinite Monkey Theorem right here in Rhino District, the, the Rhino District of Denver River North. Not far from the start-finish for Stages 3 and 4 of the Colorado Classic. Uh, I feel, J.B., I don't know about you, but I feel the energy building here. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, just from a completely different vibe yeah. from yesterday. I, I'm, I can see part of the course out the window, the angle yeah. that I'm facing all the big trucks are here. They've been dropping all my, my favorite things, the barriers. They've been going up like crazy. <laughs> yeah. There goes a team right by. I think it was one of the women's teams. So the women's that, teams they're going to be racing a crit tonight. Yep. And uh, the streets are closing off. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, speaking of this race, we saw today in, in both the men's and women's race uh, two unbelievable rides. I mean, the, 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 the performances of, of Sarah Poitavent and, and TJ – uh, Eisenhart were, uh, you know, I hate the word epic, mm-hmm. although I probably use it way too much. Um, th- they were incredible rides. She, Sarah wins the bike race by two minutes. Hello. That's huge. That's, a di- that's, that's the different bike race. Right. And then TJ, this kid, 23-year-old kid, originally from Utah, racing for Georgine Cappy's Holowesco Citadel team. Um, and, and, and I'm going to read a quote later in the podcast, but this kid clearly has zero fucks given. I mean, Out zero. on the attack all day. It uh, goes from literally the gun. And you're watching this going, this is either, this is going to end really badly for him, or this, or we're about to see what is potentially the next big star in American cycling. We weren't even sure what to think as we were watching him, because he just looked so calm and stoic, yep. and his head's propped way back. Oh, he's the anti-frum. He, yeah. His head is up. <laughs> right. right. He just didn't look like he was suffering, and, uh, you know... It reminds me of when we, the uh, Tour de France first started, and people were like, where are the Americans? Where are the Americans? What's the state of American cycling? This is a name to watch. And this is not a name we mentioned. No. No. But it, it clearly, uh, you know, t- 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 I mean, obviously, for, for the fans that watched, and, and again, it was another day of intermittent coverage and storms and spotty satellite coverage or spotty um, 
just NBC coverage, which the weather, you know, nothing they could do. But what we did catch, um, here's a kid who, who, <laughs> I mean, I can, I, I have a lot of empathy for him because when I first came into the sport, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go on the first lap. Mm-hmm. And, and you just try to hang on. And oftentimes, almost all the time, you can't, you just can't hang on. And, he managed, and with, I think, some, some good help from Thomas Craven and George Hincapi to pull him back a little bit, he managed to, 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 to pace himself, quote-unquote, a little bit. And lo and behold, he didn't get t- caught until, think about this, he got caught at the top of the last time of the final climb. Which is so frustrating for if he gets caught the at the bo- If he gets caught at the bottom, this is a totally different story. Yeah. We're not even talking about it anymore. Yeah. For the average fan, that's so frustrating. It's mm. there's always this underdog thing, you know, when it's a new name and someone goes out there and they're aggressive like that, and you don't know who they are. It's such a natural thing to pull for them, no matter who's chasing them, right? Yeah. Uh, so it was a bummer to see him get caught. But what does this mean to this kid professionally? Tour of Colorado, out on the attack all day, a tough stage, the yep. Queen stage, lots of camera time, tons of camera time. What does that mean for him professionally? Well, I think it's. Uh, I, I I don't know what it means for him professionally. I mean, certainly tonight he's he's buzzing. I mean, he not only did he stay out there all day and then get caught at the end. You you know, might have thought he would have been shelled, dropped, off the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he hung in there and then contested the sprint. Um, he's uh, he's feeling pretty good about himself right now, as should his team feel about themselves. I and mean, by the way, this is a team, and I love this storyline. This is a team that won yesterday with their sprinter in Colorado Springs mm-hmm. and damn near won it, basically won today, although technically not, but in the hearts and minds. Still had a of, great day. In the eyes of people, they won. This is a team, this is a team of, uh, and maybe I know too much, this is a team with a million-dollar budget. George Hincapie's put together a, 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 a team of young kids with a million-dollar budget Which with the support of Mark Holobusco and Citadel Capital. A million bucks. And they're racing... With twenty million dollar teams, so whether it's BMC, Trek, or uh, Cannondale Drapeback, I might be off by a mill or two. But these are big budgets, and these kids—they're like, hey, we're here to play. What do you credit that to? Uh, somebody like George as a scout and working with talent over a, a certain amount of time? Is it tactical? Is it you know just uh, striking gold? It's all Is of it, the above. It's all of the above. You got to yeah. find these kids. You know, before obviously uh, T.J. Eisenhart is 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 not making a ton of money, but he's uh, but he's 23 years old, so he probably shouldn't be. But he's he's a big talent, um, and so whoever finds him and develops him, he came from the BMC development team. Mm-hmm. So by the way, I mean the 20 million dollar team I was just talking about is the had a development team that let him go. Yeah, that stings so, a lot, right? In which I love this quote, and and I just I read this two days ago on the on the on the eve of this race, and I texted George, and I said, who is T.J. Eisenhart? Because here's his quotes. Get a load of this. Were you y- grabbing these from Twitter or something? On cyclingnews.com. <laughs> okay. Which, it breaks my heart to read cyclingnews.com. But here I am, I'm reading it. Uh, yeah, man, it's for sure a different vibe on Holowesco Citadel, Eisenhart said when asked about his contrast between his 2016 training stint with BMC to his current Continental team. Quote, we just go out there and, like, race it. It doesn't matter. We give it all, man. For me, man, I felt like on BMC, I was kind of like a catap. This is when it gets good. 
I felt like I was a caterpillar. I was just like following orders. I'm grateful for my time with BMC Racing, but this winter I felt like I turned into a butterfly. Ah, uh, the girls are swooning over uh, this. With the, the blonde locks and the he necklace. Like, yeah. I'm not done. Just being with this team <laughs> has helped me a lot. With not being afraid to express who I am, just enjoying racing and just enjoying being blown away by the beauty of Mother Nature. Holowesco Citadel is pretty rad, man. It's all about free spirits. It's all about like having a good time and racing. It's just so cool, man. When you're happy to go out and rip it and have a good time. By the way, he ripped it today and have a good time. No matter what, if we won or lost, we still have a righteous after party. It's awesome, man. I mean, that's, <laughs> you can't make that shit up. That's, that takes Taylor Finney to a whole nother level. He's a romantic. He's, he's passionate. And he found, so let's turn it into the, the sport. Let's, okay, he's an interesting guy, and people are going to love this about him. But he, but he was that he the the stones that he showed today, yeah, dude. But obviously, the team environment means a lot. Like, no, no doubt. I, I don't I have no, you know, no hatred for BMC. They didn't see the talent in him. Right. Well, they did. Well, you know, or maybe over budget. What is? How do they let this guy we, go? We or, don't know, and we shouldn't speculate. But but he gets into the right environment yep, and can always. really excel. Of Could, course. I mean, can and you, vice versa. Did that ever happen to you professionally? Where? A different environment, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's go. Um, Somebody, I, you no, know what I mean? I tried to stay in one place as, as, as often and as long as I could, so I didn't change a lot. But I would love to be at that dinner table tonight. Yeah. They win stage one. They have the jersey. You know, they, they own the bike race today. I mean, that's <laughs> If you want to know who's having fun at dinner tonight, Team Holowesco Citadel. I think a lot of people can relate to that quote from TJ, no matter what they do professionally. Yep. You know, you feel un maybe under unappreciated or you didn't renew or didn't get a new contract at a job. You go someplace new, and now does he have a lot of pressure on his shoulders, or is it just, I mean, he's got to enjoy well, it for a while. But as long as we should stop talking about him. <laughs> We're making I mean, it worse. That's the thing, is that that's what happens in this country, whether it's uh, from from... You know, me trying to live up to Greg LeMond or, or other kids trying to live up to my generation, as messy as it was. Um, you know, we want to talk about them. We want to highlight them. We want to admire them. We want to applaud them. Um, but with that, not everybody can take. Look, the kid, we spent three weeks talking about Adrian Costa, who's this kid, you know, it has endless potential. And then. Towards the end of the tour, I read that he's decided to take time away from bike racing. So what is it that in, in that kid's mind says, I can't take it, or I need a break, or I'm cracking, or I want to do something else, or, uh, you know, my girlfriend's going off to college, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it takes a special, and then I tell you, layer in, um, look, these guys are in, they're in Breckage, Breckenridge, Colorado today, they're going to be in Denver tomorrow, this doesn't suck. So at some point, they got to go live in Europe, be away from their family. It's a different language, a different time zone, a different, you know, different food. Everything's different. So that is a, this is, this is where, this, that's where the sport gets complicated. Are you kind so, of saying enjoy the moment? Because the next step, as great as it was for this kid TJ today, the next step, let's say, that is you're going over to Europe, yeah. and you're going to get your teeth kicked in for a while. Yeah. Very likely, right? Or not. Or not. 
don't know. I'm just. What's it, it like at the uh, at the big teams? I won't point out any big. I mean, well, Cannondale they, Drapack wins wins the the stage, and so they're they're, they're having they're fun at dinner. Mm-hmm. They're having they were they were they were present in the race. Um, uh, Trek was present. I mean, I, I think you know, does it weigh heavily on a team? Uh, that evening of a bad day, or there's in racing, there's so much over a long season. Do you just block it out and we're, hey, there's tomorrow. Let's talk about tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. This is, uh, it, it just depends how that season, it depends how their uh, spring classic campaign has gone. It depends how the tour went for them. It depends how this is going and how this leads into the Vuelta. And then that ultimately leads into the World Championships. Um, so it just depends. You know, this is, uh, I'm going to, you don't even have to throw out a number, but I think you have an idea. Because I, I think for uh, many of the casual fans, you think if you're racing at that level, you're making a really good living. Mm-hmm. And there's the haves and the have-nots for sure, right? I mean, and I'm thinking again, what does this mean for a kid like TJ? Is it like mean? You might actually be able to make a good living on you, your next contract? You can't get a more uh, uh, diverse um, salary discussion than we see today. So give here me you have, a, give me a range, and let's not make it about TJ and a top right. We're not TJ's. I don't know what what he's making or not making. But here, look in this group today. You have ninety three guys that started today. Here you have Rigoberto Uran, who's just got second in the Tour de France and is set to renew or either renew with Cannondale or go somewhere else. He he's gonna make. Uh, he's gonna make seven figures. I don't know what if that's one or two. He's and then you have Team Rwanda. They're, they're, team Rwanda is in the race. Mm-hmm. They were talking on the NBC. Paul Sherman was saying, if he gets fined, there was something happening. If he gets fined, can he pay the fine? Yeah. So that is very different. Yeah. A two hundred dollar fine versus making a couple million bucks a year. So you don't get any any more diverse and different and drastic than that. I, I think mean, it's very interesting for all of us. So you I mean, that's have, like living in Venezuela. In today's race, you you could have someone who's can barely rent an apartment to someone who's living very, very, very well in the same race, trying to get the same results. Is that fair to say? That's exactly, that's totally fair to say. Where was Rigoberto today? He was there. I mean, this race was, a. it was, this could be people, look, I, I watched the race. I found it very exciting. I mean, let me, let me back up on, on talking about Rigoberto Iran. Did people expect him to just blow out today? Like we saw his acceleration in Tour de France. He's a big name. He performed very well. Did he or, I mean, it seems like the rest, a lot of us thought, oh, this guy could just creep away from everybody today. Um, it's just, it's harder than everyone maybe, thinks. Maybe, but that's, I said it yesterday. I mean, if I'm him, I w- I'd be back home just having a grande fiesta. <laughs> fiesta grande. But uh, uh, it, the, the, the dynamics of the race were different, and that, that's what's cool about this sport is that you just it, it's never predictable. It never Well, I mean, and as you brought up yesterday, a team can't take as much control with smaller team presence in a race like this as opposed mm-hmm. to the Tour of France. When we were covering the tour on stages, we were t- they were talking about downsizing the number of team members. Is this a good idea? Maybe is this what we need? I'm not a fan of that idea, but i got to tell you something. If if you would have put and take the altitude out of it because it's really not fair, but just assume that everybody was on the same playing field altitude wise. If you put 
on that circuit in Breckenridge, if you put a 200-man field from the Tour of France, as we saw two weeks ago, you know, that field with all the favorites, all the players, all the person, all the contenders, it would have been complete man. It would have been crazy. I mean, think about how that would have been. They don't do that just for the, for the average listener or the person who's new to the sport. What we saw today was a circuit race. Like typically, well, not typically. The Tour de France is always point to point. Always point to point. So you start in Dallas and you end up in Waco. Or you start in Paris and you end up in Lille. So it's always that way. Today, we went, they literally were going, there were big circles, but they went in circles. They never, ever, ever do that in the Tour de France. Imagine if they did. Take that field with the best riders in the world, with all on the line, and go have a, a world championship-esque event, stage, slash stage, in the middle of the tour. That shit would be off the hook. You're you're advocating for it. I w- I because I'm cool? advocating for it because I loved I loved the race today. Uh, you know it, it it By the way, the crowds in Breck on 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 the climb Moonstone. I mean, amazing. Hats <laughs> off to them for coming out. Um, I, I'm advocating for that. Totally. Imagine the crowds if you did that at the tour. In Chambry, Chambry, a very a world famous uh, world championship circuit. If you went down to um, to Chambry and did that during the tour. Here, here we are at a time in our sport where we're trying to figure out what's what's exciting and what's what's keeps the race interesting, what makes it dynamic, what uh, builds drama. Um, why not? I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I'm. I'm. What was it like in comparison? Um, you know, f- when you watch the Tour de France, it tends to be there's a couple of big climbs and then there's a big summit, right? Mm. Where it's a long grind up. It's a long, long grind. And in these circuits, it's up, down, up, down. We saw that all day. Yep. What's the difference, like, mentally, physically? Well, you, you know, you, you obviously, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that you have to, uh, in, I say pace myself just because people understand that better than saying it any other way. Um, you do get recovery and relief on the downhill. Now, th- these are not, it's not like you're going uh, down a gondola and sitting there with your feet up and <laughs> right, you know, right. got your, got your, you know, somebody's rubbing your leg. You have to, you, you also <laughs> right. have to navigate. This was, these were tricky downhills too. They were going, yeah. according to the coverage, they were going upwards of 50 miles an hour. By the way, I don't want to get off this podcast until I talk about this, this new fucking downhill style these guys have sitting on the top tube. I, I can't. You kind of called that. When no, I. When when you, you but we talked about how when you were seeing it in the in the tour, uh, Froome started doing it. It's going to trickle down. Everyone's going to be doing. It. If Here, you, here's the thing. Here, the, the, when, the, the only thing I want to say, and I want to get into it more about the pros. If you are an, a cat three in Oklahoma City, do not do that. It's that's an order. It's like I go in fact, ride. They should I, maybe even ban it. I well, um, let's ban something else. <laughs> They tried to ban this podcast. Um, the, you know, I when I, I ride every day, and I think, you know what? Every day I think, let me try it. And I start to get, did, like, about to do it, and I'm like, no, I don't have the ball to do that. <laughs> and so... It's, you know, you, again, to the amateur rider, do not, racer, they're going to see that don't and mimic it. it. And then these guys, and, and hats off to them, they can pull it off, but 
it, it, you know, you're sitting on the top tube. They've taken it to the point where now they're leaning over the bars, head down. Not even. I'm like, if it just a little, the consequences are. And so, what I want to know, and somebody will and should should and will do this. Take that position in the wind tunnel. Show me that taking that kind of risk is that much faster. Because if mm. it is, mm. fine, take the risk. But if it's not, sit your ass in the seat and watch where you're going. Because mark my words, we will see a, a serious accident with this mm-hmm. new, this new, new jangle. And for those of you trying it at home, like. I would always do that in in, a, in an amateur race. I'm, I would always think of it in a sprint. You know, it's like, okay, is it worth it to me to go to work in a cast for the next number of months and in my arm in a sling? Right, not be able to pick up <laughs> your kids. It's just, just I, not I, worth it. My, my, my barometer is like, can I pick up my kids tonight? Yeah. Can I pick them up, grab them, hug them, wrestle with them? If I can't, then you know what? I don't want to do it. Think about that before you do it. No, right? I'm out. Okay. Uh, we saw some other interesting stuff that we were observing, and it's it's great to have this uh, epic race. And today proved to be great. We actually got to see it today. Uh, the weather cleared up, but and I'm not. I mean, I, this is my first summer spending any time in Colorado. And talking to you and other locals, they're like, "Of course, there's a storm every afternoon. Yeah. Like it just seems like, duh. Uh, this is what we deal with. So when we're having the the video, the pictures cutting in and out T- to local Coloradans. This is, they totally get this, that storms are an issue every day. Right. So my, my message to this event, to the promoters of it, the owners of it, the investors in it, the sponsors of it, the fan, whatever. We know this happens. We have a lot of, you guys, the people right over, you know, a block away setting up this incredible experience has a lot invested. And part of that is the TV experience. Forget standing on the street here in River North in Denver, but most people are in this country or around the world trying to watch it on TV, and it, it, you can't. And it's no fault to anybody other than Mother Nature, to quote the great T.J. Eisenhart. Um, but <laughs> You're a fan now. <laughs> I'm a fan. I am a fan. And, and the fact that the necklace matched the sunglasses was just, this kid's the shit. But... Uh, <laughs> No, so it's it's it, it's a real it's a legitimate concern every afternoon in Colorado in August or even in, in July and August, these storms build up and when those storms build up, obviously it, it adds extra danger and risk for the for the athlete. Um, but the you know, the satellite plane has to get out of position or has to land and and then it, it's unfortunate that you have a new event with a lot on the line and the people that are in in in. Um, you know, that are in Minnesota can't watch it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just something to think of. If, if I were an organizer and I saw that, well, if I knew that, I would move the event up. So everybody has to move up a couple hours just to ensure that our event that we're, we've put so much into can be broadcast to the world. Don't, we don't need to finish at 5 o'clock. This isn't the, who cares? I mean, we're not trying to cater to a billion viewers, but put it earlier in the day so that we can assure that all of these amazing feats, women and men, mm-hmm. are broadcast to the world. By the way, too, why the hell are we not watching the women's race? Right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, Nicola Kramer is, is texting me and sending me little video clips from the finish line of the women's race. Like, I assumed it was going to be part of the no, package. No, we ought to 
We ought to be watching that. I know there's a uh, women's crit going on in downtown Denver tonight, or not downtown, but right in this area. Um, that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit. The women just need the stage. They need the yep. stage to get the sponsors and grow it and make stars of them. That's right. right. As your your analogy to women's tennis, if there's stars out there, that's it will right. grow. Yep. It will grow. Uh, it's it's odd that we didn't even mention the stage winner today. Alex Howes, a local, not local, but a but a, a Colorado kid. Um, you know, he he wrote a he wrote a tough race. He he, uh, you don't mention him because he, 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 TJ was so impressive and it was such. I mean, if you watch the, it was all about it was TJ.com. So, but but yes, at the end there is a real bike race going on here. There is a real stage winner and there are real time bonuses, and for you know. By and large, this thing is probably over because tomorrow you suspect that you come come back into Denver, even though there's a pretty good climb in the middle. You come back with uh, with a large group. The time bonuses get taken up, and so perhaps the uh, the GC, the general classification, the overall has been decided. Hmm. You want to field some questions? And okay, I'll take us. Or let's give us a sneak peek of a sneak peek of tomorrow. I would love to, but you and, know, and however, not real sure. Hang on a second. I'm just looking at this. So, 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 TJ Eisenhardt has, he's in the lead. I, I hadn't even looked at the GC yet. Alex Howes is one second behind. That makes it interesting. That makes it super interesting. So, um, those yeah, time bonuses. The, that dinner table. That thing. dinner table at Holowesco Citadel is is pretty rocking. So I, I, and, you know, that would be a, an amazing result for this young kid. I, I just kind of assumed Howes got enough time bonuses. Um, to pass him, but no, this is it's a close bike race. I would I would love to tell you more about the stage, but as I confessed on Facebook Live before we went live on this podcast, so I get kitted up today. Uh, I was all set. I was like, "This is amazing!" I'm because I, I know JB is going to ask me about tomorrow, so I said, "I'm going to go out and ride the course." That was the plan for yeah. tomorrow. So I'm fully kitted. I got my wee dude out. I'm all I got all my shit. I go out, go out to the car. I'm gonna put my shoes on. There's no shoes in the car. I'm, I call Bolch. I'm like, dude, where, where's the shoes? <laughs> He's like, I texted you. said, make sure you put your shoes in. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't have any bike shoes. I so offered you it, mine, but I know that's such a personal dialed-in thing. And, it, you can, it's just not even an option. To, and, I mean, this was the worst <laughs> walk of shame of all time. When you came back into the house. I'm walking back in with my, with my chamois on <laughs> and knowing that there was not going to be a bike ride. And all the tea times were full at the local courses. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? So we're teaching people at home advice. Like, don't get on, sit on the top tube. Make a, make a, a game day checklist before yeah. you leave the house. I've, we've all done it. I've yeah. done it. You get to the race, you get to the event. I got no shoes or I'm missing yeah. a helmet. You're borrowing things. But, but fortunately, fortunately, I have an amazing woman in my life uh, who was driving down today to, to hang out and come see Wilco tonight. Um, and she brought my bike shoes. So I'll go tomorrow. I can't tell you about it now, but tomorrow morning I'll be up bright and early, and we'll go out and, and, uh, and ride the circuit and just give it a look-see. Uh, I suspect it's, it's moderately hard, but not that hard. It'd be interesting. A young, we talked about this young team. they got to defend the race now. It's mm-hmm. their race to defend. And so how can they, uh, how can they support that? And my sense is they can, but... They're all thinking about it. 
You know, that one second gap will be fun one second. One second. I mean, one second is nothing. I know. A split in the peloton just at the you know there's there's a lot of ways to lose a second. Here's a uh, before the, we get to questions, I okay. just want to say something oh, because yeah. the, the the Amy D found the people from the Amy D Foundation came by just before we went on air, and Amy Dombrowski was I did I never met her, but I I followed the sport enough to have read about uh, her career and and uh, unfortunately her passing three years ago. She was. She did it all. She raced mountain bikes, raced the road, uh, raced cyclocross. She was living in Belgium for the cyclocross season and was hit um, on her bike in, in a training riding and unfortunately passed away over there. But uh, th- they're doing a killer job of, of supporting women's cycling. They have a team here in this race. They sort of pick up composite teams and make sure these women have a place to go during uh, these races. It's called the Amy D Foundation. You can check it out at amydfoundation.org. They're also on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, but give it a look. And not to be confused, this is not any relative. I always thought she was related to Joe Dombrowski. But um, what a sweet. Her brother came by with his wife and their two kids, awfully cute kids. And so if you guys, hopefully you can see this here on the Mevo and, and uh, on Facebook. But check out the Amy D Foundation. Anything you can do for them, uh, give them a little support. Just an awful story. It happens way too often. Uh, you know this this run in between cyclists and cars and you know most of the time it's a it's a, a bruise or a scrape or maybe something broken but uh, sometimes they lose their life and Amy Dombrowski did and we lost uh, an amazing uh, potential athlete in this country some comments and questions please feel free to send them in post them on Facebook as you're watching those I go through them every day stages at we com. it's w-e-d-u sport.com if you want to send any comments uh, Vince writes in Lance can I get a shout out for the Leadville 100 this weekend? Wish me some luck this weekend. I I, I drove through the Leadville. I left Aspen yesterday and drove through and and uh, man, the buzz. We talked the buzz is building here in River North outside of Denver, but the buzz in Leadville was was cool to see. Um, yeah, that's that's a, I've done Leadville twice, uh, so uh, big shout out and not just to uh, to Vince and to your crew but everybody competing this thing is is a hard hard bike race 100 miles the lowest elevation you're ever going to see all day we talked about breckenridge today being hard and the elevation etc they saw 10,000 at the top leadville the town of leadville is 10,000 yeah think about that top you know the, the highest they'll see is 12.4 so uh good luck to uh to vince and and everybody else starting i love it love that race uh, Mario gives one uh, just a shout out from Gold Coast, Queensland. Right on. Wearing the Suffer tee. Love it. Right now. Love it. Got the blue ones in now. This made me laugh. Mike, there's a new bud out called Finny Sativa, if you haven't had it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't, why should that surprise anybody in this state? Why? Is that, is that true? <laughs> I don't know. I just I just thought it was funny. It was very clever. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, for that comment. Uh, let's see. Martin says, uh, thanks, Lance and JB, from Cape Town, South Africa. Love it. Great. I mean, you, Cape Town. Have you been to Cape Town, JB? No. Let me tell you something. Run, don't walk. That Cape Town, South Africa, and, and the Ar- I went down for the Argus, which is, is the biggest one-day bike ride in the world, 35-plus thousand people. It is insanity, and Cape Town is the most cosmopolitan, chic, cool. It is amazing. You think Miami's cool? You think all oh, San Francisco, all these places are cool? Go to Cape Town. 
It is unbelievable. That that was my my son. Um, uh, we took Max down there, and he uh, th- that's where he first crawled. Well, I'll never forget Cape Town because the place we stayed. I'll never forget him actually crawling. And Anna and I were both just freaking out and crying, and that that Max crawled and uh, Cape Town A plus. Uh, Mike writes, with this being a smaller race than the Tour de France, what does it mean for the caliber of cyclists participating? And here's this is more specific. Do, the, do these guys train as hard? And what I think it means is do they train the same? Do they train as hard as someone in the Tour de France? What makes it different? It's completely different. And it, do, go, it goes right back to this discussion we had about salary. The team from Rwanda, I mean, this is their tour. This is their Super Bowl. This is the thing. I mean, maybe they have something at home, a national championship or the Tour of Rwanda, but this is the big, big, big stage for them. So they're training and doing, making all the sacrifices that they have to to get you know, to the start line here as, as, as fit as they can be. You know, Rigoberto Urena just got second on the Tour. He's, he's like, yeah, I, my team's American. The sponsor's American. I'll, you know, they phone it in a little bit, which is fine, too. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, but no, there's, there's big, big differences. Okay. And, uh, I, I just feel like mentioning this tonight. I don't know if we're going to be able to catch part of it. I'm very interested in seeing part of it. There is a fixie crit. Of course. Going on here tonight, which, you know, I don't know if everybody understands. And if you could break that down for a lot of roadies use the fixie as a training tool, but a lot of people associate Fixie with bike messengers and things like that. Explain to people why this is such an insanity. I think it's cool they're having it here as yeah. part of the event. But having ridden some Fixie, I don't think I would ever have Never. the sack to mix it up. You, with that. you know those those things when, when these idiots jump off uh, mountains in these squirrel suits, you know, these <laughs> flying squirrel suits. Right. Okay. Okay, that's something you would never. You, would you do that? <laughs> never. No okay. interest. Uh, neither would I. <laughs> right. Guess what? I would do that before I go ride a fixie crit. It's it's that fucking crazy. I mean, I'm out. <laughs> Which means it's awesome. Yeah. Like it is. Yeah. Um, when I met with the Garp, but the Garp brothers are sort of the 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 force behind this event. We met last March in Aspen about what they had going on. They mentioned that this part of Denver was going to be literally be fenced off. I said. Please tell me you're having a Red Hook crit. Like, the Red Hook crit in Brooklyn is really, that is the Super Bowl of fixing yeah, crits. Yeah. And it is a scene and a party, and, and these athletes are amazing. I said, you have to drop a Red Hook crit right here in Rhino, mm-hmm. in River North. And so I'm, I'm psyched at the fact that they're doing it. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's different. It's completely different than what you would have watched today. And for those who don't know, you don't get to freewheel. If you've never been on one of these machines, no, your bike you, you don't have, freewheel. You, you don't have brakes. I know. Hello, not, hello, <laughs> brakes. The, 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 those things that front and rear, you don't got them. You and, have and like you're when, in a Peloton, right? When you were a kid and your and your pedals wouldn't stop no matter how how hard you tried. Which most people never do that again once they get rid of their big wheel. That's right. No, and that's <laughs> that's what. So you put. You know, a hundred men or women on on the start line, and they and, and super fit. So it's basically a track bike. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it is a track bike. It, you cannot freewheel. You can't stop. They they know how to stop because they can skip that back wheel enough mm-hmm. so that it they can. Sl- now there's no stopping like you would stop with regular brakes or disc brakes, but 
it's in big shout out to Colin Strickland from Austin, Texas, who's one of the best uh, fixie crit guys in the world. I don't know if he's here tonight, but it's it's a big scene, and you know I'm sure they'll have it lit up, and it'll it'll be rocking. That's what. Again, this goes back to what we said for the last couple of weeks. Is this a new twist on this sport? Yeah. This this idea of the best pro cyclists in the world, live music, Wilco, Death Cab, all these people. By the way, Ben Gibbard coming on the Forward Podcast tomorrow. I mm-hmm. can't be more excited. Mm-hmm. Um, throw in some fixie crits. Throw in the women's crit tonight. Yeah. Throw in beer and food and all this. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. It's good. It's progress, right? Well, cool. Send your comments. Post them on Facebook here. Send them to us via Twitter. We're going through those. Uh, you know, send it to uh, stages that we do sport.com. Yep. All right. Yep. We want to get those and get them on the show tomorrow. Yep. And finally, the biggest shout out of the day to JB Hager for buying me a fan. I was, I was, <laughs> I was projectile sweating yesterday. This, this fucking air stream. It was, it was 120 in here. And I told you, I told you guys during the tour, I run hot. And I'm like, no man, this, this you're a lot happier today. Yeah, this is good. And you, you guys at home, look, you don't hear it on the <laughs> mic, so you hear this pin more than you hear that fan. So JB, thank hey, you. Hey, trying to keep it cool. I broke another window too, by the way. <laughs> no bears in Denver. No bears in Denver. Yeah, thank goodness. Good. All, All right. right. Thanks again to uh, Infinite Monkey Theorem. That's if right. If you happen to be in Denver for this event over the weekend, come by. We got the the Suffertees that everyone's going so crazy about that we do. Uh, gear that we do hats tons of those we'd love to see and i look out just a small side note i look out the window here i see tj jeskowitz the ride director race director from ragbri i mean you talk about a a a race promoting ride promoting uh icon tj stan i have no idea why he's here but i look out there and i see him the last time i saw him i was at ragbri and i was completely cross-eyed i had had so many lanceritas um but holy shit tj's here very come on, cool. come on down this weekend. Yeah. The ener- energy is building, and um, and uh, we're looking forward to some racing. Yep, we'll see you.